Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on. Talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA. MLB and college hoops do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand, on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098, and we'll give you more. Talking sports, uh, yes we do. Talking sports, uh. It's for you, play and play, and we spit it every day, and we're talking sports, give us a call, okay? Hello, hello, and welcome to the show, our last show of 2015. You're listening Uh. to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay Eric Taylor. You trying to get me all nostalgic, man? It's like the clock strikes twelve, and I'm just you trying to get a brother emotional. Twenty fifteen, great sports year. Well, give us give us a call. Let's let's talk some sports. Seven one eight six six four nine zero nine eight. Like always, shoot us your emails. Ray and Tay today at gmail dot com. The website Ray and Tay today dot com. iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We are here for you. And Chip Kelly is not here for you. Yes, everyone's talking about it. We're talking about it. Jeffrey Lurie said, you know what? I want somebody with heart and connecting with the players. And I assessed a three-year plan, and Chip Kelly is gone. But I ask you a couple things. One, was it too soon to fire Chip? Two, where do they go next? And three, where does Chip Kelly land? What do you think, Ray? So, one, it was not too soon. I think it was three years was fine. People were calling for his firing in the beginning of the year. Two ten and six seasons and either a seven and nine or a six and ten season, depending on where they end up. But the team was not getting any better. They lost he lost his voice. Nobody was listening to him. It felt like he lost a little bit of a command of that locker room and of that team. Where they go next that's difficult. It's still a job that is in demand. I think it's a coveted job. So I'd take it if they want to come get Ray out off the, off the <laughs> sideline. Oh, yeah. The best, what, top five sports cities in America and the NFC East? I mean, it's a legendary job. And if you okay. win there, you're a god. They've never won. Yeah, sure. So I think they will be able to get Anybody they give the job to, it'll be the best job on the market. Uh, a little bit of cleanup to do in terms of Chip's unorthodox system, questions at the quarterback position. Is Bradford good enough to be your, your, your lead dog, or do you have to make a trade or draft a quarterback? TBD. In terms of, you know, what what is it that they do next? Uh, you know, remember, Chip Kelly was the GM also. So... Well, they, they kept ha- Howard Howard Rosen. He's staying on as GM, so they've got that covered. They just need a coach. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they, they, he was uh, in player personnel, and now I guess he'll assume both the GM. I mean, they said he was interim. Well, he was the GM before. He was the GM with Andy. He was the GM right. for years. And they let and they let Chip uh, get his groceries. So where does Chip <laughs> Kelly go? Is the question. 
I don't think another owner is going to give Chip Kelly a head coaching job. Mm. I think they'd possibly give him an offensive coordinator job. I don't know that he's an NFL head coach immediately. I think he's got to earn his way back. And maybe that you don't means think Tennessee, college. Tennessee says, uh, let's, the only, let's try it? Ten, well, you know what? Tennessee's the only place I would think because of Mariota. And if, if they had any other quarterback, I would say no. But Mariota's the only reason you give Chip Kelly potentially a job. But you know what? You cannot let him be director of player personnel. You cannot oh, let yeah. him be the GM. And you have to have And I don't ball. think he wants that anymore. I really he, don't. I don't think he wanted it in These general. Guys are so arrogant. He didn't want it. But when Jeffrey Lurie said to him, you know, how about you just focus on being the coach and, and we'll we'll do the GMing and we'll give it to you know give it back, and he said no. So you know, Chip Kelly, the one thing he oozes, and and I don't know the guy, but he seems very arrogant. And I'm not well, sure yeah. once you had all that power that you'd be willing so easily to give it, take less money and less power. So, I don't know, maybe he goes money, to power, college. Money, power, Well, maybe he goes to college. There's no college jobs to... left, though. Where could he go? Is he go? He's not going to Memphis or Maryland. I wish he'd come to Maryland, but no, I don't know what college no. jobs are open. I mean, SC was open for a minute, but then they gave the interim, they removed the interim tag. And he uh, put out feelers for that. They weren't interested in it. They didn't want to wait for him, so... Yeah. I, I tell you this. I, I'll say this. I, I think it, Texas, it was time Charlie for him. Strong? To, I mean, nah, nah. It was time for him to go. I could see him in Tennessee, or I could see him taking a year off. I don't think he's going back to college. I don't think his ego would allow that. And if he does go to college, you know, people have been saying Texas A and M or Auburn. I don't see him in the SEC, and Why, I don't think Kevin they should. Tex- I well, there's been rumors. There's been rumors. I, I, I don't think they should fire him, but, you know, who knows, you know. So I, I just – look, a lot of schools would get rid of their whole whatever to bring in Chip. That's true. Because he can recruit in his cachet. But we'll see. I, I think, look, they need to go instead of 3-4. Their talent says they should be a 4-3. They should probably not do the hurry-up. They don't have to do shotgun, and you could have Bradford out of the eye formation turn around a hand to DeMarco Murray, and then you probably are a nine-win team just doing that. So they need to get another receiver, fixed offensive line, and I don't think they're really it's – not, it's not that much of a changeover, you know what I mean? So I don't think even though he wanted guys for his system, he had a lot of guys that could play in other systems. So I think whoever comes in there – and listen, they might get the Colts coach because Chuck Bavano might get the ax, and maybe they'd get him or Hugh Jackson. I could see Hugh Jackson going to Philly. Yeah, I think they you want know, to do from that the Bengals. I mean, he was a head coach. Really? For, uh, he didn't really crush it from the Raiders, so I don't know that he Yeah, but, you know, that was the old Detroit. Raiders. Don't, wait, 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 give him a break. That was the old Raiders still under Al's craziness drafting Darius Hayward Bay. <laughs> be fair. That's true. That's true. You know what I'm saying, so... So we'll see how it, how it goes. Uh, I'll say this. We're entering week 17. Fantasy seasons are over. We got to say congrats to big-eyed frogs in the real ball league and top dogs in our Ray and Tay league. They're our champs in our two football fantasy leagues. So kudos to those gentlemen 
for doing their thing. And uh, we give props to Ray for coming in second place in Ray and Tay Today League at Yahoo. So uh, tip my hat to you, sir. You did a good job there. Thank you. And uh, away we go for week 17. And we start with a game that really matters. Do the New York Jets, can they handle the success of being already in this playoff and all they have to do is win at their rivals at Rex Ryan and the Buffalo Bills? Or does Rex have a magic trick? Magic trick in his hat. The spread's two and a half. The Jets are favored. And, Ray, I'm going Jets. I want my Steelers to make it, but I say Jets win at Buffalo. I don't think Sexy Rexy's got enough. I don't think Shady will be there. They were going to rely on uh, Gillisey and, and, and Carlos Williams. But I think at the end of the day, Fitzpatrick is hot. I think Brandon Marshall is on fire, Pro Bowl year. He gets his touchdown and 80 yards. He's my fantasy stud, and the Jets win 26-20. It's that simple. I would hope so. I want that to be the case as a Jet fan. Uh-oh. Go 11-5 and five would be great. Woo! But you know what? I have you a sound scared. That, yeah, I'm a little scared right now. I'm scared. I don't know. I don't think the Jets can do it. I think Buffalo, wow. Sexy Rexy has a way for one game. Sexy will get you ready. He'll get you mentally prepared. Maybe they'll have a bunch of penalties like they Trick did in plays. the first half of the season. But you know what? They still have Sammy Watkins. They still have your boy T-Mobile. They still have Carlos Williams. They still have weapons on offense. Robert Woods. I, I have a feeling that the D will show up. The Jets are not explosive. The Jets rarely run away from anybody. I mean, they did that Tennessee a few weeks ago. But for the Steven most part, Stephen Ridley different. starting to play now. Stephen, I'm saying that 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 this game is in Buffalo. Rex would love nothing better than to sweep the Jets and knock them out of the playoffs. Now, I don't know if this knocks them out of the playoffs because obviously it would depend on Pittsburgh. But uh, oh, it would knock and they them both out. play at 1 o'clock. Because, yeah, Pittsburgh plays Cleveland. So yeah, that's, that's going to be a win. I predicted the Jets to go 10-6, and six, and I predicted them to go to the playoffs. So I'm conflicted. But I'm going to say the Buffalo Bills – Take care of business for Rex Ryan and send him off feeling a little better about the season with a smile on his face. 23-20. Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Soldier. Dreadlock Rasta. Well, I would say after that, then you definitely believe the Steelers are going to beat Cleveland which I do. I think Johnny Manziel and his foolishness and Cleveland and their foolishness, I don't know if they're going to clean house. I wouldn't be surprised if they do again. And this means not just the coach, also Farmer as well. But I think the Steelers will definitely win. I just think the Jets will win, and you got the Jets losing. But um, the question is, what happens with the Eagles at the Giants? That's That's the question. And for me, I think – I think the Eagles actually play out of their mind for one game and it sort of shows people that they needed to get rid of Chip Kelly. The players are amped up. They're happy. They feel free. 
and I think this is goodbye to Tom Coughlin. I think the Eagles go to the Meadowlands where they play well and always seem to find a way to beat the Giants. And I think even though Odell's back, Odell is back, the Giants looked horrible last week, and I don't think that you can just turn it back on. And I think the Eagles wind up winning 27-23, and DeMarco Murray gets a buck oh six and a touchdown, and the Giants' season really ends ugly. And we say goodbye to Tom Coughlin. Wow. I think we say to Tom Coughlin, goodbye to Tom Coughlin, regardless of the outcome. So I think mm. the Giants will want to win one for the Gipper, and Odell Beckham will be back, and he'll be hungry, and Eli wants to prove that he still has a few good years ahead of him. He signed that extension, so he's fine financially. But I think the Giants will take care of business and show the Iggies that they should have won the division, but they underachieved and then just got blown out. The Giants are one of those up-and-down teams. Believe it or not, I feel like they don't even care that they got blown out last week by Minnesota. There's no leftover holdover effect. So I think they actually win this game. I think the Eagles are the team that checks out eventually. About halftime, they'll be down, and they'll be like, look, our season's over. We have no place to go. Our coach is gone. The new regime is starting. So I think the Giants pull away second half, and they win 30-17. to I got a surprise for you. In a game that if Houston Houston wins at home, they have a division. The Colts need nine or ten scenarios to happen for them to still win. I think Jacksonville, they re-upped Gus Bradley. He's coming back. They've got a lot of emotion and a positive upswing, and I think the Jaguars going to Houston – Beat the Texans, but the Texans still win the division because the Colts are gonna, you know, not have all the help that they need. And I say Jaguars beat the Texans. Weird game, twenty-five, twenty-three. The Jaguars beat the Texans, and the player of the game is my main man, Allen Robinson. A touchdown, seven catches, eighty-six yards. How about them Jaguars? How about them Jaguars? Jaguars. They're up and coming, man. Good team. Good they young are, team. They are. But you know what? Houston needs this game. Houston's going to go to the playoffs. And I think they take care of business in this game. Alfred, Busy Blue, and the <laughs> defense. And your boy, who has really become a heck of a player, the wide receiver, number 10, DeAndre In your program. Exactly. He's my pro bowler and my guy in this game. I think he goes off. He goes 10 for 140 and two touchdowns. Jacksonville will be in a shootout, even though I think Houston's D's pretty good for some reason. This Jacksonville, not for some reason, this Jacksonville's talented and they can put stuff together. Uh, I would like to see next year them use T.J. Yeldon more consistently because they you know that from the wide receiver positions and from Blake Bortles and the tight end they're fine if they get a solid running attack they're really to be reckoned with on offense and then they, if they shore up that defense they could be a playoff team in that uh, pretty weak AFC this South. team is on the rise they yeah, are really I, on the I rise think not this totally year. I think not this year Houston needs it more and they win a shootout uh 30 to 27 Oakland at Kansas City, Charles Woodson's last game. 
he might be able to get rid of that negative three rushing yards and maybe even go catch a reception. And I actually think for some strange reason, the Raiders go into Kansas City and they steal a win. The streak of nine in a row ends. And maybe Houston and Tom Bali will play, or maybe they rest them for the playoffs. KC still wants to win the division. But I don't think they'll be able to. I think they'll stick with the five seed. And I think the Raiders getting ready for next season, Khalil Mack, Carr, Murray, Cooper, they have one of those games that show their fans, whether they're in Oakland or L.A., they are okay. The Raiders win a kind of a shootout, 30-26, to 26, Derek Carr. No relation to Derek X, but Derek Carr. He's still on the flex, though. <laughs> He's still on the flex, though, definitely. He drops about 315, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Raiders beat the Chiefs and keep the Chiefs at the five seed. You know what? I, I feel you on that. I feel you. I smell you. I agree, <laughs> actually. Because we didn't agree on the first two, but I do think that this Kansas City team is ripe to get beat. They've won nine in a row. They're in the playoffs. They probably, I mean, they have an outside chance to catch Denver, right? But they are just just there to be had. And I think another team, it's funny that we go back-to-back with Jacksonville and Oakland, another team that's on the rise. And another thing, team that I wouldn't mind being associated with, coaching, GM, whatever. Oh, Oakland yeah. Raiders. And I don't think that the Raiders, they're so young, I don't even think that they care to go to KC because KC's a pretty decent home field advantage. Right, exactly. There's no fear, they're right? Like, whatever. <laughs> where's, where's Kansas City? Like, They're going to do it for Charles Woodson, man. I think that's what yeah. it's all about. I, I could see that. So I, I'm with you. I think they'll win as well. I think it'll be close game, but I think they'll win ultimately 27-24. Pretty high scoring. Okay. Well, moving it along, this is uh, NFC West. This is sort of the new power struggle because I think the new kids on the block – are going to tell the defending twice NFC champions, let alone NFC West champ Seattle, we don't want you here and you get no love here. I think the Cardinals, unlike the Chiefs, they keep winning. I don't think Seattle, I, just, I think Arizona, they, they're starting to get a real good home field advantage. I think that they're playing nasty. They proved that they could play without Matthew and – they're just like getting started. I, I, Bruce Arians, he puts his pedal to the metal, and he doesn't stop. And I think whether Lynch actually suits up and plays, he came back to practice, but whether he plays or not, he's not going to be really ready yet. And I think they're going to have to probably do a lot of Fred Jackson and Christian Michael. Maybe Lynch gets five carries, ten carries if he plays at best. But I think it's not enough. I think Arizona will be hard-hitting. It'll be a fight. But I think they take care of him, 28-23. Arizona wins, and I'm going to say this time it's John Brown. Fitzgerald's been doing his thing. He's been a beast, another 100 reception season, but John Brown takes it deep, which I think is the way to try to beat Seattle because his speed, he could get past the corner and the safety. And I think he goes for about four catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown. John Brown, Arizona, 28-23. 
Okay, so this game is interesting because Carolina plays at the same time. And the only way this game means anything to Arizona is if Carolina loses and Arizona mm-hmm. wins, then Arizona gets the number one seed. But they play at the same time. But it means so, a lot for the division and mentally, you know. It See, does. I've been whooping on them. Uh, exactly, and that's where I'm going with this. Uh, until If this was a 1 o'clock Carolina loss, I believe Arizona would be very focused. They do have incentive to beat Seattle because Seattle's really whooped on them, like you said, last few years. Seattle's been the NFC West champion and then gone to the Super Bowl last couple of years, and I think Seattle has something. And I don't know if Arizona is in full playoff mode just yet. They're going to get a week off, and so they might be thinking about the, the off week, and, and there might be some, you know, maybe their defensive coordinator gets a look, maybe a couple of their coaches get looks in this, uh, you know, on right on, on Monday, I guess you can start talking to coaches and assistants from other teams. So have a sneaky suspicion Arizona will not come ready to play, and Seattle mm. will. And Seattle will be looking at the playoffs. They're grinding. They're figuring it out with that lack of, you know, with their lack of weapons and, and their, you know, issues on offense with, uh, you know, with um, injuries and their inconsistency on defense. I still think they come to play and they win a close, low-scoring game. I'll say 23-22. Mm. Well, Carolina, I think to me, they fix it and go 15-1 and like the 85 Bears. I think Winston will play okay um, to try to end the season right. But I think at the end of the day, Jonathan Stewart's coming back. They'll probably still rest him. But I think Carolina, they, they just needed to lose that game to get their heads right. And I think they're going to go into the playoffs with a nice, comfortable win at home. It'll be simple, nothing you know crazy. They'll probably bench some of their starters in the late in the third. And I think they win 23-13. And I think Cam – just does enough to be sort of what he needs to be. Josh Norman gets hyped up again, you know, pretends to be some movie character and stick Mike Evans <laughs> and gets his head right, you know. I think he took the pedal off last week, and, you know, after all the fighting with Odell, it kind of threw him off. He needs to get back to being crazy. And um, I think they take have an easy win, and I'll say Cam does a little bit of touchdown run, a pass for one, throws, you know, runs for 60, maybe well, maybe 30. He don't run as much and passes for like two, 240. So 23-13, Cam Newton takes care of Tampa, and they're 15-1, number one seed, and the favorites in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl. I agree. I think that they will be looking to make sure nobody gets hurt but they have that week off next week. So they're struggling with that because if you sit people after the first quarter, then, they, then they're then really two weeks off. And, you know, these pro athletes are so tuned up to play every week. So I think they do have to go to the at least the third quarter with, with most of their starters and most of the team. So I think that spells bad news for the Tampa Bay Bucks. And I agree, 15-1, uh, not in the same league as the – 
San Francisco 15 and 1 as the Bears 15 and 1, but still a wonderful <laughs> season and they get all the props that 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 are coming their way including MVP for your boy Killer Cam. So, I think they win pretty easily. Tampa another team on the rise, not quite there, and I think uh Carolina takes care of them 20 I'll say 27-20. Our last game, this is Sunday night, got flexed in for the division. Minnesota at Green Bay. Everything in my head says the Packers are at home. They'll figure out the running game, yada, 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 this and that. No, they don't do it. AP gets maybe a buck 20 and a touchdown. Teddy B gets it to Rudolph, Diggs, maybe Patterson. Wallace might finally connect on a deep ball. The Vikings go into Green Bay, and Teddy Two Gloves gets him the NFC North division title, baby, and puts Green Bay as the wild card. The Vikings win 26-23, Walsh for 49, and it's good. Vikings win the game. AP's the fantasy and the player of the game. And that's the NFC playoff picture, the Vikings. For real? They win it at Green Bay, yes. See, I maybe I Come need on. to maybe I need to give Minnesota some more props, yes, but I'm do. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to give Minnesota uh, props in Field. Now, if there's somebody that's not worried about the cold, it's the Minnesota Vikings, especially because they moved out of the Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome outdoors a couple years ago. So the outdoor in Green Bay is not going to affect Minnesota. However, I do believe Green Bay has a home field advantage. They play better at home. They get fired up. The fans are there. This is the Green Bay Packers, homie. No, mm-hmm. I can't see it. I, I, I see A. Raj figuring it out and finding a way to win the game. And when he wins the game, he takes home the division. And when he takes home the division, he gets himself – a home playoff game, I think Green Bay shows up. I think the D shuts down Adrian Peterson. They force Steady B to make a play or two, force him into a couple turnovers. I think Green Bay wins pretty easily. I'll say 27-19. So the only question is, I have the Jets as the sixth seed. Are you saying you have the Steelers as the sixth seed in the AFC? I think so. I think so. I, I think love it. Ready I for love prime it. Time. Uh, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. All right, we got to go to college football. We close the show. Look straight to the point. It's Michigan State against. I mean, well, we got to do the first game. Oklahoma against Clemson. New Year's Eve. They set it up so they don't want the people on the East Coast to go out anywhere and watch college football. We'll see how the ratings turn out. I don't like that Clemson had these guys go home. It's only one guy that really plays, the receiver. But the other kid who was hurt during the season has come back. And you got a backup tight end and a backup kicker. But it didn't really matter because I was going to take Oklahoma anyway. I love Deshaun Watson. I love Dabo. I love Clemson's defense. But I'm telling you, Perrine, Shepard, and Baker Mayfield – are going to make some real names for themselves, and Stoops gets it done. Oklahoma wins a classic game. It's going to get high scoring. It's going to be talent, a lot of NFL scouts drooling. At the end of the day, it's 34-30. 
the Oklahoma Sooners, number four, take down the number one Clemson Tigers. I got to agree. I think Oklahoma's the better team. I think they have the tougher schedule. I think Clemson only only has really been challenged two or three times. The shakeup in terms of sending three kids home can either galvanize the team or can hurt the team. That'll be – We'll see by the first or second quarter. But I just think, like you kept saying all year, Oklahoma is balanced on offense, on defense. Heck, North Carolina should have beat Clemson uh, in the ACC championship, and they had that, that mm-hmm. call go against them on the on the kickoff. I just think Oklahoma is, is rolling, and there's a reason why they're favored against an undefeated number one ranked Clemson team. And I, I like Oklahoma in this game. Baker Mayfield, just too much. I, I just think their, their power – uh, on offense is just is just too much. I mean, they average 46 points a game, 540 yards a game. And, and the thing is, they can defend, though. They're much better defensively than Clemson. So I think that's where they earn their stripes and Oklahoma wins. I think they win pretty easily, 30-20. to 20. Michigan State, Bama, they coach together. Tony worked for Saban. And I think what Michigan State has is something that can slow down Bama for two quarters. They've got some studs on the defensive line as well. But what Bama has is somebody that can carry it 40 times and gets better as the game goes on. I think they're too physical, and I think their defense can stop Connor Cook. And I think Saban is going to have the game plan for that. And Michigan's offense, Michigan State's offense is not explosive as it used to be maybe a year or two ago. And I think Alabama takes care of Michigan State, and they pull away a little bit. I say the game winds up being 31-23. Alabama, roll tide, going to the chip. You know, this Michigan State team is like the poor man's Alabama. They play D, and they're pretty good. And even Iowa gave them a really, really hard time in the Big Ten Championship, I think too much posse. I think Alabama's just too much for them. And Alabama dismantles them. I think Alabama wins 30-13. to 13. Okay. Before we close it out, we got to predict it. Number eight against number seven, Notre Dame against Ohio State. Everybody's out here in Arizona. I've seen all the fans. And i got to tell you, I think Ohio State, has enough that they got shook up and they're pissed as heck that they did not make it. Notre Dame's been amazing all season. I love Kaiser Sosa, the quarterback, Deshaun. But the problem is it's going to be Ezekiel Elliott left, right, and all day, all night. And I think Notre Dame will come back in a fierce way in the second half ferociously, but Ohio State wins 38-30 over Notre Dame out here in the desert. I agree. I think that Ohio State's too much, and Urban Meyer is one of the best coaches maybe in college history, and you give him four or five weeks to prepare for this game with a chip on his shoulder thinking he should be in the Final Four, they take care of business. I think they win pretty easily. I'll say 28-20. And we end with our friend to the show, the Rose Bowl, the almost Big Ten champs, Iowa, against the Pac-12 champs. And if there was an 18 playoff, these guys would have been in it. These last two games we're predicting. And I say to our friend David Shaw, Coach David Shaw on the Stanford Cardinal, 
Christian McCafferty is going to show out, and Hogan will finish out strong. And I think Stanford, a little bit more explosive offensively than Michigan State, maybe should be in this game over Michigan State in the Final Four. They take care of Iowa to show the Big Ten. Look, we lost the Northwest in week one. It was 9 o'clock in the morning. We were off. We won't be off in California in the Rose Bowl. Stanford wins 35-24 over the Iowa Hawkeyes. Stanford Cardinal roll Pac-12 stand up strong. Iowa can play D. But I think Stanford can move the ball. They've got upperclassmen on the offensive line. They've got your boy Hogan. They've got McCaffrey. They just, for some reason, took a few quarters off. Right? That that, that <laughs> Northwestern game in the beginning just caught them by surprise. You know, it's like that that boxer that comes out with that left left hook and just just catches you on the on the chin and you're not ready for it. So I think Stanford will be ready for this game and I think Stanford wins pretty easily. I I'm with you on that. I think they win 30 to 20. Uh, 17. Great. Cause they can't really score Iowa. Yeah. Well, listen, great show. Say goodbye to chip. Hope he lands on his feet real quick. As we fade out, would you agree with sports illustrated? If we had to go with an athlete of the year, was it Serena Williams, or is it Steph Curry, or Tom Brady? Who 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 would you go with as 2015 the Athlete of the Year on the Ray and Tay Show? I would say Steph Curry. Even though we wanted to give Harden the MVP, if you include last year plus the first third of this year, oh yeah, this season, uh, Steph Curry. Yep. I mean, this guy's doing some unbelievable things, and physically, he's not imposing at all in a sport of giants. He's the giant of giants, so I'll give it to Steph. The giant killer. I totally agree with you. I think Serena's a close second, and Brady on heart would be number one, but i got to go with Steph Curry because he's blown me away. The Warriors and what he's done is just incredible. you got to give a, a crazy happy birthday. You talk about sports birthdays, December 30th, LeBron, Tiger, and Sandy Koufax. You might not wow. get better than that. Now, we know in February, Jordan and Jim Brown are the same. So that's a close battle. But Tiger, LeBron, and Sandy Koufax. Wow, Ray. <laughs> that's great. Can't get so, much better than that. Yeah. Well, we'll see you. Uh, Happy New we'll, Year. January 4th, we'll be back. Have a great Happy one. Happy New Year, and thanks, everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening.